Elon, hey man, just consider these things. Like you're on your way. Good on you, folks. Welcome to the Virtue Signal. I'm Alfonso Rachel with my buddy, Bill Whittle. Man, let's talk about uh, actual virtue. Let us not be led by these so-called ideas of virtue by these perverts. And, um, and, 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 and idiots. Man, it's, yeah, those two. And, uh, and it kind of, <laughs> it kind of taken over that, uh, the, uh, Twitter verse. And, uh, I, I think a lot of people are excited about the prospect of, uh, Elon Musk, uh, buying, uh, Twitter. Let's see if, uh, if he's going to make that happen or not. Uh, and along with that, I think some people are finding some good news, uh, in Elon Musk becoming, uh, a Republican voter. <laughs> Just last week, we said Elon Musk in hell, and now he's uh, he's at least on on the road to redemption. Yes, he's it, not there yet, but he's got but he's turned around. Yeah, right, right. Now, uh, and and see, it, it, I don't. Before anybody thinks of, uh, I'm being a, a Debbie Downer or, or anything like that, uh, I, I should say that I came to or I accepted, I embraced uh, conservatism. You know, being a, a default liberal dem- Democrat. You know, back in the day, I came to uh, uh, conservatism and being a Republican uh, before I became a Christian. Right. And, and I think, uh, you know, to, to have re- a really solid foundation. This is my opinion. I'm not trying to, you know, uh, I don't push your religion. No, 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 no. I do that. It's my opinion. You really want to have a solid uh, foundation of what to build conservatism on rather than being interpreted by whatever anybody thinks they feel conservatives could be. That's what gets us in trouble. We get led by our feelings. Uh you know, you got to have a solid foundation of something that that actually uh, uh, is the the author of liberty himself rather than, OK, well, this is liberty and, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and he's a solid foundation. So even with Elon, what do you think about this? What do you think about uh, Elon, you know, going ahead to vote Republican? Uh, everything is proceeding as I have foreseen. <laughs> Just last week, we did a show, a tongue-in-cheek show that I called uh, Elon in Hell. Mm-hmm. Elon Goes to Hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you would pointed out that uh, he's become a, a real darling because of, uh, you know, buying buying some free speech, putting down – it's apparently what it costs now. Free speech is about $40 billion. It's not cheap anymore. Mm-hmm. And um, and nevertheless, uh, there's there, that he said, uh, if, if you know, if, if there's a hell, then, then include me. And, and that led us to all this other stuff. Uh, so Elon Musk said, I voted Democrat my entire life, but I'm voting Republican in, in 2022. And if we see enough good changes and hopefully that trend will continue. So Elon Musk becomes, uh, Elon Musk becomes the poster child for modern culture, modern Western culture, in my opinion, uh, and I don't get paid by the guy and I sure wish I would, um, <laughs> I think without question, he's the most important person on the planet in terms of the, the material universe, right? I mean, he is he's he's succeeding at so many things. So he is a very important person culturally, and more importantly, huge numbers of people like him. Now, the far left turned anti-Elon a while ago, you know, when he when he took Tesla out of uh, California, you know, and, and and he's a billionaire and all that. But the, but the vast majority of Americans understand that this guy is pretty much single-handedly getting us a future back, a technological future, a material future here on Earth. 
And when we talked about him, I think it was last week, uh, I told you, I think, about a, a, a comment I got when I was writing an essay at Eject, 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 and it was, a, you know, I was pretty much stone-cold atheist at the time, and, and, and somebody said, Bill, I don't think your journey's over yet, and how dare you, who are you to tell me what I believe? He was right, he was absolutely right. And I think that's what we're seeing here. I think, I think we're watching in real time the intellectual revolution in an individual, which I suspect very strongly believe will be followed rather rapidly by the moral uh, uh, revolution. But in this world that we live in, especially for guys like him who've made, uh, who've been so successful in tech, he invented P PayPal, basically, that's where his first money came from. And then SpaceX, Tesla, you know, Starlink, all this stuff. Uh, he's going to have to I think, I think in the case of Elon Musk, he's already realized which one of these two political factions in the country is better for him and his business, not just from a cold calculation of bottom line, but, but in terms of the people who believe what he believes in and the people who support him are conservatives, right? Mm -hmm. Well, he's a billionaire. Good. Become a bigger billionaire. He's the richest man who ever lived. Fantastic. He, you know, he doesn't pay his fair share of taxes. He wrote a check for $9 billion in income tax. $9 billion he wrote a check for. So, so people like us de de defend him because of, of his actions and what he does. Now, obviously, and I've been accused of being an Elon worshiper, and I, and, and I am, but I'm not, a, I'm not blind about it. There are many things about Elon Musk up to this point, and, and I'm sure into the future, that I don't agree with. But that's okay. I don't have to agree with everybody on anything. Everybody's a political party of one. And watching somebody who I think is the most important person in the world Making this U-turn, and rather quickly, I might add, is another indication of of what I talked about on my show this week, uh, on our, the virtue signal that I did, uh, about the fact that the country is seems to me that at the very, very least, we're not getting any sicker, that, that exposure to what these policies and, and philosophies of the left really are has turned the country away in revulsion. And as we said last episode, that doesn't mean it's heading in the right direction, at least not heading in the wrong direction anymore. So I think it's fun to watch, though. And, 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 and since you became a Republican before you became uh, a Christian, and since I did too, and I suspect this is going to happen. First thing he has to do is have to get out of that, um, that far-left bubble chamber that, that Bill Gates and Jeff Zuckerberg and all the rest of them live in. And he's done that. And by the way, I don't think he was ever one of those people. I think he's much like them, but I don't think he's one of them. And, and the reason I don't think that Elon Musk is much like Bill Gates or, or Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg or, or Bezos or any of these guys, and the, the reason I don't think he's exactly like them, he has many qualities in common with them, but the reason I think he's different is because primarily <clears throat> he's still human enough to have a, a sense of fun, right? <laughs> He, he, he is still human enough to have his own opinions, even when they go against the grain. And, and that's the thing I find absolutely lacking in Bill Gates and Bezos and Zuckerberg is any kind of a sense of humor, any kind of a sense of fun, any kind of a sense of an emotional reaction to the world. And, and Musk seems to be, no, I'll, I feel like doing this because I want to I I go to Mars. I want to I die on Mars. Well, nobody else is doing it. I suppose I better do it. And, and so he does. And I suspect that this 
this is the precursor to him re-examining a lot of things in his life. David Mamet, you know, is another guy who I enormously admire. Uh, he's the greatest living American writer, obviously. President Company accepted, obviously. Uh, but uh, Mamet was a New York left-wing intellectual for virtually all of his life. And then over time, 10 years ago now, 20, almost 15, something like that, he began to realize that the people that he agreed with were the people that he'd already hated and always had hated. It turned mm -hmm. out that Mamet had the courage to basically write an article, I think for Village Voice magazine, saying, I'm not a liberal, don't call me that anymore. Right? I'm, I'm a conservative, and this is why. And as soon as that happened, all of a sudden, oh, well, he wasn't really such a great writer, and his latest play mm -hmm. is just garbage. <laughs> and his, Okay, okay. But when Mamet turned, he knew that when he when he, he knew when he published that article that he was going to lose ninety eight percent of his friends, mm. virtually all of his connections, and and most of his income. He did it anyway, and and Musk has got a lot more money than than uh, David mm. Mamet, and 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 Musk has the kind of money to change society. And purchasing Twitter and turning it into a free speech platform is a perfect example of that. And and just just to throw this on very quickly, there are ripple effects from this. A memo went out from Netflix basically saying to their employees, expect things to get a lot less woke around here in the very near future, right? Disney has taken a, its absolute battering, which they deserved. Mm. And, and all of these things are, are good signs, I think. Indeed, man. And, you know, I, I, my concern of like uh, with uh, Elon, you know, uh, becoming a Republican voter is like, say, the, the motivation. It's like, well, what, what actually motivated you? Was it because you got tired of them Demeroids, and you're looking for some Republican ointment or something like that. It's like they're they're a pain in the tuchus, and you're tired of that. Are you tired of being disillusioned by uh, what you thought that they were? Because Elon says, "I thought you know I, I I historically voted Democrat because Democrats are supposed to be the kindness party," and I'm like, "What kindness are you talking about?" See, these are the kind of things where. That's why I'm saying with with Republicans, a lot of Republicans think this. Well, I remember when the Democrats, you know, we used to be able to sit down and have conversations with them. When? When they were bombing churches? When? When they were lynching people? When? when, when what, what point in history were these Democrats, these reasonable people that were so about kindness? From, from the KKK to BLM to Antifa to, 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 uh, to putting, to strategically placing abortion clinics so we can uh, uh, um, uh, promote a, a, a genocide of, of, of a targeted community. What are, what are these nice people that you're talking about? And now, now these people, you're seeing how they're not really nice to you. Well, so the, the one thing that the left has all, and the only thing the left has had really is an outstanding first class marketing and advertising mm -hmm. department. That's it. That's all they've got. They don't have a product. Yeah. In fact, they don't have any product at all. All they have is marketing and advertising. Mm. So give the guy you got to cut not just must, but you got to cut a lot of people. A lot of got to cut them a break. Mm. They've been subjected to this message for their entire lives mm. from everywhere, and it takes a it takes a it, it is it's an act of courage to suddenly say to yourself, I think as I did. The reason I called my blog "Eject, Eject, Eject" mm. back in at very end of two thousand and two was because I was I had to get out of the ideas that I had, you know. All these ideas I had were just on fire and going into the ground. I out, you know. I'm gonna I'm gonna try something new. So <laughs> give him give him some time, man. He's he's you know he's 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 going in the right direction. Sure, sure. It's it's one of those things where you know it's a it's kind of like a tough love thing. And at this point right now, 
with what it's costing us. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is costing us a lot. Uh, you know, it's it's time to really get into the game. And, and you know, it's like, say, for instance, if you're in the military or if, even if you're in football, once mm-hmm. you step out on the field, it's like, no, this is this is your first day on the field. No, the coach is going to be on your behind. The drill sergeant is going to be on your behind in the in the in the influence that Elon Musk has. Right. I think, you know, if, if, if he's making a business of blowing up stuff, he can handle a blow up of some truth and say, look, man, this is how this is going to go down. Please be careful about how you go, because you got a lot of power and you got a lot of influence. All right. So and, and this narrative has been going on for a long time where people talk about, you know, this Democrat, but your grandfather's, this isn't your grandfather's Democrat Party. Or they talk about this new Democrat Party. This ain't a new Democrat Party. They're still the same old psychotic knuckleheads they've always been. You know, yeah, like, I haven't <clears> heard that. I haven't heard the left call themselves the new left in a long time. You just yeah. look at Joe Biden and, and Nancy Pelosi and, mm. you know, and, and 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 Hillary Clinton. These these are old, old people. Bernie Sanders, they're they're decrepit people. Yes. But yes. That's that's been the marketing. Yeah, and it's like, and I can understand. And don't get me wrong, it's it's not judgment because I was the same way. And so, and you know, somebody had to say, "Hey, man, you you, you know, it's, I, I understand you're kind of new to the game, you know." And I had to take some skinned elbows and skinned knees to like find out, just like you talk about, said life will be stupid into you or stupid out of you, right? Um, you know, and we and we don't want Elon Rust to have to go through that long process that we went through, you know, to, to kind of get there. If we could spare him that, because and it's not just about Elon Musk, it's the people who look up to him. That's the thing I'm thinking about also. That's right. That's right. And he's he may be having that Reagan moment. You know, Reagan like said, Hey man, I didn't leave, you know, the Democrat Party. The Democrat it Party left, left me. me. And I think if if I can paraphrase or if I can kind of speculate on where Reagan is coming from, it's not so much like the Democrat Party left him as in they changed their ideology so much. Right. They left him the same way your baby teeth leave you. Reagan started to grow up and it's like, look, man, mm-hmm. whatever illusions I ever had about the Democrat Party, that stuff is leaving me. They are who they are, but I'm growing out of them and I'm shedding. I'm, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm shedding that exoskeleton. OK, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm getting mm-hmm. rid of those baby teeth. And it may be the same thing with Elon Musk. Um it's, but at this point, it's like, okay, I'm seeing that these people aren't who they say they are, but there's some of the things that he's still, you know, ideas that he hasn't retained that still line up with the Democrat Party. And I hope that he sheds those things. So, you know, and, and of course, you know, it's like, look, man, I hope that you get to Mars. You got people out there, they want to go to Mars. They want to leave the earth because for whatever reason, they think that they're going to find on, on this other planet, you know, uh, a utopia of wokeism, or they're going to find peace of mind. It's like, okay, you're going to find peace on a planet named after the God of war. Okay. But you go ahead and you see if you can find your peace there, whatever is haunting you will haunt you wherever you go in space or on the planet or whichever. So that's an internal Mm -hmm. thing to work out, you know? Well, I'm one of those go to Mars, go to Mars guys. I Mm. thought, you know, for, from the age of five to 17, I I think it'd be awesome. Pretty simple. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to go to the air force Academy. Then I'll shoot down communists at (laughs) upper stratosphere at Mach three and then command the Mars mission. Mm. What's the problem? Um, so I get that by the way, again, I've been, been really, really had my mind stretched and exercised by this interaction with this person. I'm not at liberty to name yet because I hasn't said I could, but, uh, it became clear to me. He helped clarify to me something I've always understood. We, Elon Musk isn't going to Mars looking for life or, or looking for new real estate. He's looking for wonder. 
he's looking for that he's looking for that sense of wonder the reason we went to the moon mm -hmm. the reason we had 400,000 people working on the apollo program together every single one of those engineers consciously said okay my job is to is to design the motor that's going to that's going to steer the uh, antenna so that the command module can talk to the earth that's my job so that's what i'm going to do in order to get to the moon but but the logos of going to the moon was the wonder of it. And the reason we stopped going to the moon was once we had done it enough so that it became no longer wondrous, we just decided, okay, well, what else can we do? So he's 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 pursuing this this transcendental emotion that's down here on Earth. And all I would say is, well, I agree with everything. Is look right after the the leaked Supreme Court ruling uh, about uh, Roe v. Wade being overturned, or at least potentially being overturned. He immediately came out and said, I, I will pay for any of our employees who need to go from one state to another in order to get an abortion. I don't find that a... Mm. Uh, uh, kind? A, kind or a statement that I agree with. But that doesn't disqualify him from, from me. Uh, I don't have to agree with him on everything. Mm. Uh, I like the trajectory. Uh, and and I'm certainly willing to give him the as at least as much slack as 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 I got because he's a lot smarter than I am, and it took me a lot longer to come around to this. Um, so it, this is very much like our last episode, where it's like, yes, it's good signs. We don't want to leave the job unfinished because for for Elon, I suspect the, the real breakthrough is going to be the emotional and mental and spiritual break, breakthrough. But he's he's already done two things that are of enormous importance, not just to Elon Musk. We're just talking about Elon Musk because he's a high-profile individual. This is going on throughout the whole country. Millions of people are having this exact same experience. First of all, he's being confronted by what the reality of this philosophy that he's always believed in, or at least what he's been sold as the philosophy. Uh, so, he, so he's made the intellectual decision uh, to abandon this uh, course that is the default course. This is what the culture tells you is correct. And to make and, and to reach a point where you are intellectually ready to say, I was wrong about that. I need to change my mind. That's that requires courage. Yeah. And and much larger sense of courage, at least today, is the moral courage necessary to make that public, right? Mm -hmm. Is to say, is to openly say, you know what, I've decided you people are all a bunch of even <laughs> though you have all of this cultural leverage. I think you're all just horrible people. So he's going to get attacked much more aggressively now because now mm -hmm. he said, I'm going to vote Republican. He's going to, aha, the Nazis are taking over. Okay. Okay. The only <laughs> difference between us and the actual Nazis is, you know, 50 million dead people, but let's just put that little trivial detail aside. Um, and all I'm saying, though, is let's not tough love the guy off the team, mm -hmm. right? You know, we've got a, we've got a really great prospect great, great high school prospect here. Maybe uh, the guy needs some discipline and maybe he, he needs to have, uh, you know, a little bit of his pride taken down, all of that. And I, you know, certainly what happened to me. But let's not, let's not shoo him. And when I say him, I mean all of the people who are going through what he's going through right now. I mean, millions and millions and millions of Americans are going through that. Mm -hmm. Let's not shoo him out of the tent. And, and, and certainly, instead of saying, welcome to the tent, let's not stand there with our hands on our hips saying, what took you so long, you know? Mm -hmm. You know, really, honestly, why didn't you figure this out earlier? You know, it's, it's really kind of stupid of you to be a, you know, a, a, a liberal as long, especially a smart guy like you. I mean, what took you so long? Let's not be that guy, right? Let's be the person who understands that some people who are watching the show have been conservative, Christian, moral, all this stuff their whole lives. Many others, you and me included, had to come to this position. 
And let's, let's extend the same welcome that, that people extended to us. In, in, a, in a way, it's very much like a joint, you know, starting a 12-step meeting, like Alcoholics Anonymous or Narcotics Anonymous or something like that. If the first thing that happened to you when you went into the first one of those 12-step meetings was people saying, oh, another drug addict. What took you so long? We, you know, <laughs> NA has been here for, for 40 years. And just now you've just figured out that this is going to do you some good. That's not how it works, man. Sure. You know, people come in there and people just say, hey, we're glad you're here. Welcome. And that doesn't magically stop them mm. from being alcoholics or drug addicts, but it does put them into the environment where they can begin to reconstruct their lives and get down to the core issues of why they're drug addicts or alcoholics. And, and parenthetically, since we're on the subject, the first step of the 12-step program is, is to acknowledge that, that you are powerless over this disease or this addiction or whatever, and that you, you need the help of a higher power. Now, they purposely purposely, intentionally uh, left that definition of a higher power very vague for the exact same reason that I just mentioned. If they had said, you're powerless over your emotions and your only hope is Jesus Christ, a lot of people would have bounced off of mm -hmm. that. And they don't want people to bounce off of that. But what my personal experience was, because I was the only person in narcotics and I was there for a year and a half, I was the only person in Narcotics Anonymous who didn't have a drug problem but I had an addiction problem and I had a hole in my soul problem and I was behaving like a drug addict even though I wasn't woman. So that did me a lot of good. And what, and what, that, what that process did to me was it, it showed me acceptance. It showed me people that I respected. I've never met a funnier or smarter room full of people than I did in Narcotics Anonymous meetings. That's the honest truth. And that welcoming and that, and that sense of acceptance was enough for me to lower my guard to the degree that I could start listening to what they're saying and start and start and start seeing with my own eyes this guy. My sponsor was a, was a top stockbroker. He was just an enormously successful guy who had millions of dollars. I never knew his last name. His name was Kevin, uh, but I never knew his last name. And and when I when I met him, he was working as a gas station attendant at Gulf uh, Gulf Gas Station on on Dixie Highway. Because he had taken the hundreds of thousands of dollars of income and snorted up his nose, lost his job, lost his money, lost his family, lost all of these things. And now he's sitting there. I'd go visit him at the gas station before I went to work at a nightclub, which is not a popular occupation uh, when you're dealing with uh, other people who have addiction problems, but nevertheless. And he was happy. He was regretful. But he was happy. And when I went there with all of my high-level problems, oh, the job this, and this girl that, hair on fire, he would just sit there, you know, and say, did you eat today? Because there's a Burger King across the street. If you didn't eat anything, I'd give you a couple bucks. You can get a hamburger. No, I had plenty to eat. What about last night? Do you have a place to sleep? Yes. I had a place to sleep. I have an apartment. Then what's the problem, Bill? You know, what's the problem? I guess I never really thought of it that way. But... Those kind of moments would never have happened to me if people had stood with their hands on their hips at the entrance to the gateway. Indeed, that's what we talk about in terms of, uh, you know, the church, not the church house or the church building. But, you know, you want to, you know, make people know that, look, you're welcome. Your baggage ain't. Uh, but you are, if you really want to change and you, and you really want to, uh, to make a new go at this, well, there's some things that are going to have to be changed. That in itself is going to be, that's going to be tough. It certainly ain't about, uh, writing off 
Elon Musk and, or, or not making him feel welcome. Um, you know, of course, we want to encourage this trajectory that he's on. Um, the thing to be careful of, though, is, you know, we for a long time, you know, we heard about this, you know, this big tent republicanism, big tent conservatism that only ends up becoming a big tent of obscurity. And you can have all the numbers that you want, but you don't have people mobilized to stop the evil that's happening. We had the numbers. The White House still got stolen. Right. So we got people mobilized because there's a lot of obscurity that's going on and lack of something solid. You know, we want to be, you know, as the saying goes, it's about um, iron sharpening iron, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and nobody I don't think anybody's going to be harder. You know, and, and, and like I said, this is tough love where you got Democrats coming with tough hate and, and hate's not even tough. Hate, hate is for the weak. Right. But they can still cause a lot of problems. And their hatred is what ran him out. And I don't think that we're going to come anything with anything as hostile. But it's like, look, you know, and, and you're right, man. It's not about waiting there with your hands on your hip and, you know, say, hey, man, what took you so long? Uh, but like I said, it's like, look, man, you've got this influence. You know, you, you, your approach can still give people the idea that these things are OK. Like I said, it's not just about Elon. It's about the people who he has influence over. And there's lots of people. He's, he's you know, he's, you know, he, he represents a lot of things to a lot of people. And it's like, man, with that influence, man, that could do some damage. So, you know, we might come after you faster, you know, just to kind of put you on the right path. Not the browbeat you or come or beat you over the head. But it's like, look, man, some correction is needed really quick because you want to if you want to get by Twitter, uh, man, there's if I can go here really quick, man, just speaking of Twitter, if he's wanting to buy it, man, there's a lot of spiritual implications that go on in 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 the world of Twitter, because I think it's really man, it's it's it, I marvel at it. We got a lot of people out there, man, that are basically spiritual lepers. OK, and not only that, in our culture, that's what we're treating each other like. Get your mask on, stay six feet, unclean. It's, I think it's really uncanny that we're doing the same thing. And the thing about leprosy or what the Hebrew called za'arat is leprosy is a hard, it's a hard disease to define. As of late, people call it Hansen's disease. But mm-hmm. the thing about leprosy is that leprosy came about as a curse, And the chief culprit of the curse of leprosy was because of divisive speech. When you get out there and you slander people, when you gossip, when you cause divisions between people, a curse of Za'arat would set in. The the prescription for Za'arat, part of it, uh, part of uh, uh, to to close it was you had to bring two uh, sparrows, right? One sparrow was to be sacrificed. One sparrow is to be set free. I think it's interesting because a sparrow tweets, right? A sparrow Hmm. is always tweeting. Yeah, that's their logo. Right? So one sparrow is put to death because of the false information. The other sparrow is released because of the good news of this person being healed, right? So now jump fast forward to Jesus, the guy who was there giving these laws in the first place, because when the sparrow was sacrificed, it had to be sacrificed over water and its blood mingled with the water in a clay jar. Mm. This is a picture of Jesus saying, yeah, I'm going to turn that water into wine, right? So you have this miraculous thing that he's pointing to from where he did that back then. But when he healed the leper, right? Because these people were gossips, they were loose in tongue. What did he say? Don't go tell anybody, right? Don't go tweet this out, dude. (laughs) Don't tweet this out that I healed you. What I want you to do is I want you to go and do what was prescribed by Moses. That way, when people see that sparrow with its tail dipped in blood and they see it, they know that the good news has gone out. And that is the thing that you are to believe. 
so people aren't misled by misinformation, right? So these things, all the spiritual implications that are in there, and this is the thing that Elon Musk wants to buy. So that's why I'm saying, Bill, these are things that Elon, hey man, just consider these things. Like you're on your way, man. I ain't judging because I was, I, I decided, hey man, I'm Republican before I gave Jesus a thought about being the high, high priest and king. So I'm hoping, I'm praying for you, man. That's all I'm saying. I'm praying for you. Well, uh, first of all, he, I, I don't think he ever intended to buy Twitter as a sound financial investment. Mm. <laughs> I think he decided to do it because he was sick and tired of watching people being suppressed. Mm -hmm. And that tells me that he's he's got, whether he identifies it or not or wherever it came from, he has at least an inclination towards virtue because he, I, I think that Twitter is so far off of his out of his wheelhouse that I think he just did it because he could. And, and, and maybe the whole thing was, uh, was just trolling them. I don't know. But the point is he's changed the culture for the better by doing it. But the main thing I want to respond to quickly, Zoe, is, is the difference between, um, between, uh, spirituality or, or, or Christianity or whatever and politics. He didn't say he was, he was uh, a Christian. He said he was a Republican. Mm, right now. Okay. You can criticize that and say, well, we don't want, you know, well, the, the big tent, you know, the, the big tent is, means nothing if it's, if it's just so vague. But it, it's a, if it's a big tent and the big tent allows you to win in the political arena, uh, for example, if you have a tent big enough to allow uh, Donald Trump and the people who opposed him and the people who love him, if, they were, if the tent was big enough to get him elected, which I believe has happened twice, uh, then what you but then the end result of that is, is that you get three new conservative Supreme Court justices to overturn Roe v. Wade, and now you have a profound spiritual and virtual virtuous uh, result of a political decision. So if he's if he's if he's deciding to join the tent politically. Let's understand. And by the way, I've said this several times this episode, it needs to be said again. When I talk about Elon Musk and, and when we talk about Elon Musk, we're not just talking about him. We're talking about the, the tens and tens of millions of people who are exactly like him, who'd grown up with the message, had been taught their entire lives that we're the bad guys, who come into the realization that we're not. So let's let's get him into the tent, right? And all the people that support him, let him let him let him get the message. Right. Let him get the message. He has been he, he no none of these very few of the of the Americans who who vote Democrat have ever heard our side of the story. Mm. We're we're up on this stuff because we have to go digging for it all the time. But I keep coming back to this. Well, how could people vote for this? Well, they, they voted for this because they didn't they didn't hear the other side right. of the story. Right. They didn't hear it. And, and to the degree that they heard about Hunter Biden's laptop. <laughs> They heard that it was a Russian disinformation campaign perpetuated by Republicans. This is the, this is the incredible power of their advertising and marketing campaign. But they don't have the truth, and we do. And and so let's not let's let's not. I'm not saying let's you know that his that his journey's over. But it's not up to me to tell him what his journey is. I think he's going exactly down the path that I went down. Pretty much the path that you went down. That so many of us went down. Let him make. The intellectual realization first, the political realization second, and then once he becomes, once he starts spending time outside of that liberal bubble with all of the advertising, then he'll begin to listen to what we're actually saying and why. And I suspect that he will, that he will, you know, come around. I, I, I just think, 
I just think he deserves the same amount of time that I had. Uh, and, and I'm enjoying watching the process. Sounds good to me, man. And it's just like, you know, uh, coming into our country. This is what the country is. If you're going to come here, mm-hmm. this is what the law is. This is uh, these are, are, are the things that um, we this is what you have to do. Right. Yeah. This is this is what it is. This is what defines being an American. Right. It's, OK. So so if we take that as an example, mm-hmm. sorry to step on you. Mm-hmm. If we take that as an example, then let's just say that Elon Musk has decided that he wants to leave this horrible country that he's in. He wants to let's just say he wants to leave the Soviet Union, which he's been told his entire life is just a worker's paradise. He's come to realize that it's not. He's come to realize that he doesn't want to be there anymore. And he has and he has filed an application to enter the country legally. Mm-hmm. Right. If that's where he is now. OK, that's that's good. Mm-hmm. He's not a citizen yet. Okay, but he's going in the right direction. Yes, that's and that's what we want. What's what we want? What we want to make sure of is like, look, man, you're you're heading in the right direction. This is what it is to be here, and you know we want that kind of same standard of of explaining what that is once you come into the tent. You know that way. You know mm-hmm. as as we said before, we want to make sure that this is a melting pot, not. A fruit salad, right? And these are the things that we want to do to make sure that these flavors, they mingle together and, and come up with a, uh, a flavor that's conducive with keeping us, you know, moving in the right, you know, trajectory, as you have said before. So that's just what we want to make sure that we're doing. All right, y'all. Thank you so much. I'm Alfonso Rachel for Bill Whittle. We hope that you've enjoyed this episode of the Virtue Signal. If you have, work that share button and uh, head over to BillWhittle.com and uh, drop a bucket of bucket. Help us keep the lights on. Good night. Good night.